Wow, that guy means business. Just an amazing player. No, not him, the sports photographer behind him. Uh, what? He has a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where he earns 5% annual percentage yield, so he's scoring big on and off the field. You might even say he's the MVB. MVB? The most valuable business. Making your money work harder. That's how you business differently. Intuit QuickBooks. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes are in APY. APY can change at any time. Businesses count on IT heroes to save the day every day. And whether you're going into your office or working from home, you need an integrated PC solution. You need the unrivaled built for business PC platform that gives you performance, security, manageability, and stability for your entire PC fleet. The Intel V Pro platform. It helps you take care of business and can remotely update, restore, and secure your PCs even if a system is outside of the firewall. Intel V Pro, built for what IT heroes do, built for business. No product can be absolutely secure. Learn more at intel.com slash IT heroes. Hey folks, Joyce Vance here. Previs at the Code Conference this week, so today I'm joined by a special guest co-host, Maya Wiley. Maya is the president and CEO of the Leadership Conference on Civil and Human Rights. She's also served as counsel to the mayor of New York City and in the civil division of the U.S. Attorney's Office for the Southern District of New York. Maya was a candidate for New York City mayor in 2021. Maya and I discussed Donald Trump's latest court battle challenging the FBI's Mar-a-Lago search and a federal judge's order granting his request for a special master to review the seized documents. Meanwhile, DOJ has revealed new details about the search through court filings, including that in June, a Trump lawyer certified that all classified documents were returned, as was previously reported by The New York Times. Maya Wiley and I discuss all of this and more on the Cafe Insider podcast. Today, we're sharing a clip from the episode with listeners of Stay Tuned. To hear our full conversation and access all other Cafe Insider content, try the membership for just $1 for one month. You can do that at cafe.com slash insider. That's cafe.com slash insider. We look forward to having you as a part of the Insider community. Maya, that's uh, really the perfect segue to what we really need to talk about this morning, which is someone else who hasn't come forward with truthful versions uh, about his conduct. We're three weeks or so past the execution of the search warrant at Mar-a-Lago by the Justice Department. We've heard a lot of excuses uh, from the former president about why he possessed deeply, highly classified material uh, at his uh, hotel and residence. Um, we've heard maybe potential defenses like it was going into my library. But really what we haven't heard is anything that resembles any sort of credible reasoning for why he would take items that bore classification markings to Florida and uh, leave them lying, it sounds like, all over the house. I don't expect that we're going to hear from him anytime soon, but who we did hear from this morning, just moments before you and I sat down to tape this, it's now Monday morning, September 5th, a little bit after noon, my time, central time, so that's uh, 1 p.m. Uh, on the East Coast, where lawyers across the country are frantically reading the 24-page order uh, that Judge Eileen Cannon in the Southern District of Florida has just dropped. This was the order that followed her hearing last week based on Trump's motion that the 
review by the Justice Department of items seized in the search of Mar-a-Lago, that, that review should be suspended, that DOJ shouldn't be permitted to go forward with its investigation, and that a special master should be appointed to re-review everything that DOJ had seized. DOJ advised the judge that their review was complete. Trump wants someone to go behind DOJ and second-guess their decisions about material that they're reviewing pursuant to a legitimate search warrant, which is not unprecedented but not particularly usual in this sort of setting. Um, So here we are, Maya. What do you make of the ruling? What's your top line? So where to (laughs) even begin with this outrageous ruling. It is outrageous. Just want to start with the fact that at no point does this judge even address the fact that Donald Trump nor his legal team has not once provided one shred of evidence that he declassified anything, anything. I I say that because two things are true. These are not his documents, if they are presidential records, whether or not they are classified. Uh, The fact that there are some uh, personal records mixed in was covered by the search warrant that said explicitly that the FBI could take material that was in or located with classified documents which is part of why they have them. The fact that classified documents, as you said in your intro, were being treated as if they were, frankly, the same as a magazine article, in some instances collected and stored with magazine articles. And finally, that there is not only that he had no justification or reasoning for having these records, but that he has not once demonstrated that he declassified them in any way that a court should view that as relevant in any way. And I I could go on because there's so much here. I'm actually curious, Joyce, about how you react as a prosecutor to a judge who looks at a, 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 a case with a criminal investigation with some of the country's most sensitive secrets that then says that Donald Trump, a private citizen, has the right to essentially stop the criminal investigation. And and that's exactly what this order does. It freezes the criminal investigation uh, and permits the judge to appoint, after taking advice from the parties, a special master to re-review everything that the government has seized. So, Maya, you ask a really good question, though, which is how I react to this as a prosecutor. And something that I try to do and that we try to do on this podcast is to not be knee-jerk and to look at both sides of issues, because sometimes things are a lot closer than they might look at first blush. This opinion has only just dropped, so I haven't had the opportunity to study it. Although, uh, before we started taping with the incredibly capable insider staff team, um, I've been uh, talking with them and looking back at some of the case law that the judge relies on, which I think is is telling. So just to refresh, right, Trump has asked Judge Cannon to appoint a special master, and she largely grants that request, ordering a special master to review seized property, and that means everything seized during the search— for personal items and documents, 
and material that could be subject to attorney, client, or to executive privilege. Where she doesn't go all the way along with Trump is she says the intelligence community review can move forward. So ironically here, she enjoins DOJ now, today, when this motion has been pending in front of her for more than a week, she could have entered an injunction possibly um, before DOJ had completed its review, certainly before it had the last week when it was free to complete its investigation. So the timing issue here looks a little bit strange. If it was so important that she enjoined this, why didn't she do it at the first opportunity uh, when judges typically do that? It's, It's a little bit odd. Let's start by looking at some of what she does. You've mentioned the personal items issue. That's the first thing that she says has to be uh, reviewed, whether or not there are personal items that were inappropriately seized. And I'm wondering, beyond just this notion that DOJ was entitled to keep intermingled uh, items as evidence, does, does what she's doing here make any sense, having a special master review personal items? Is there a reason we can't trust DOJ to do this? It is true that this is a unique situation because this is a former sitting president, right? That is true. This is historic. Uh, We don't have any experience with this. And certainly, certainly, we should be very cautious about allowing anything that might be a political move in something that is a criminal uh, investigation. That is true. The problem here is that under these facts, it is simply outrageous to essentially say, this is exceptional and we will halt a criminal investigation despite the probable cause, despite that the the actual execution of that warrant has demonstrated the truth of that probable cause. Uh, and, and the thing we haven't mentioned is that there is an indication of a crime fraud exception to attorney-client privilege and work product here, right? Because the whole kind of grounding of this special master argument uh, as she says in one part of the order is essentially that, you know, he 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 has the right to be protected essentially from having that. And she doesn't trust essentially the uh, the having a special team walled off from the investigative team to go through that, even though there's a whole procedure for that. And it happens all the time. Uh, but that here there's even an indication that the lawyers were part may have been part of this, particularly given the certification that all due diligence had been utilized to find all responsive documents and that they had been turned over. And then for that warrant to demonstrate not only only had they not all been turned over, but it found a just huge, massive number, over a thousand of 1,100 documents, much of which was both government property, number one, not Donald Trump's, and number two, including some of the most sensitive secrets this country has that implicates the Espionage Act in terms of protecting the national defense. So under these facts, the idea that that it is 
it's just it's just exceptional because he's Donald Trump, a former president. There's nothing else that makes this exceptional. And I would argue that on the balance of the facts, there's simply nothing that justifies this ruling. So you don't usually see a judge issue a ruling on Labor Day, which suspect which suggests that um, she was working on this right up to the point where she issued it. I, I typically think federal judges enjoy their um, three day holiday weekends. But as she says, this case is exceptional. And I think you make a wonderful point, Maya, that the right frame for looking at this order is thinking whether or not she's identified anything that justifies interfering with an ongoing criminal investigation, especially one where the search warrant has been very revelatory, right? We've learned that not only did the former president store uh, highly classified information at his hotel, there are also some folders that appear to be empty, and I want to talk with you about that in a minute, but, but there's a sense of seriousness to this. And so as far as, you know, personal items that the judge says needs to be reviewed, I think that makes very little sense, frankly, because there's indication that DOJ has returned those as appropriate. For instance, the former president's passports, which he made a big hullabaloo over. It's important for DOJ to be able to seize those during a search. That's why the search warrant itself gave them permission to, because sometimes you can prove control or constructive possession when someone has intermingled contraband with personal items. And so I'm not sure, frankly, that there's anything for a special master to look at there. But as you point out the attorney-client privilege argument, that one's a little bit better. Um, the problem, of course, is that if the point of having a special master review items seized during a search so DOJ doesn't see anything that could possibly be attorney-client privileged, that ship has already sailed. DOJ is already done. So I guess the best thing that she can do now is is have the special master take a second look. Even if you have a special master that reviews documents— that you would enjoin the government from continuing, the Department of Justice from continuing to review from the perspective of whether or not crimes have been committed, the use of these documents. Because that's what this, that that is what this order does. It says you can't even use them, which, you know, I think it's important for folks to understand that, you know, it's not just the documents themselves. It's if you're conducting a criminal investigation, you're utilizing those documents to figure out not just who you're questioning, but you're using them in some instances to form your questions. So it really does impede the investigation, which is a pretty astounding step. But it does that arguing that Trump is at risk of irreparable harm, right? That you, you, you only get a temporary injunction because there's going to be some harm. So to your point, it's what's the harm here? And at one point, she points out and says in the order that part of the harm is that the process has been closed off to Donald Trump. Well, Joyce, tell me who gets a search warrant <laughs> issued because there's probable cause that they have property that is not theirs and that might endanger the national defense where they are harmed because they don't get a window in to that investigation. 
yeah, you know, DOJ could perhaps make this uh, more clear if they issued a target letter to Donald Trump. But I think the subpoena itself and some of the language DOJ has used in its uh, pleadings in this proceeding has made it abundantly clear that they're looking at possible criminal conduct committed by Trump and, and those around him. So, you know, this argument, it's a tough sell. And I think, Maya, something that I noted in the transcript from the hearing last Thursday. Thanks for listening. To hear the full episode, head to cafe.com insider and try out the membership for just $1 for one month. That's cafe.com slash insider. To the many of you who've chosen to join the insider community, thank you for supporting our work.